This morning, as the sun rose in Paris, the mighty cathedral, 850 years old, stood. And between the two towers, the giant rose window let the light of a new day, the light of Easter, into the ancient cathedral. But today, that light shining through that window enters into an empty place. The fires that happened earlier in the week totally destroyed the roof of Notre Dame. The spire and the, the rubble that crashed from the roof down onto the pews. It's an empty space. The worshipers had to go elsewhere this morning to sing their Easter songs, reminded just how vulnerable even iconic structures can be to a simple thing like a spark and fire. Across the Atlantic this morning, down south in Louisiana, others will gather to worship, to sing the songs of Easter, but not in their church. Earlier in April, three historically black congregations, 100 years old, were burned to the ground. Not like the Notre Dame, where they think it was an accident, some sort of a malfunction, a spark that shouldn't have been there and got out of control. No, the churches in Louisiana were burned to the ground as a result of arson and hatred. And they bring up painful memories for the black citizens of that place as they remember the terrorism done by Christians of the Ku Klux Klan as they burned and bombed churches out of hatred and racism. And we're reminded how vulnerable each of us can be to the dark sides of ourselves, to our biases and our prejudices, to our hatreds. When the women went to the tomb, they knew what it meant to be vulnerable. Two days before, they saw them take down Jesus' body from the cross. This is the person they had followed, and they had watched him in action since the early days of his Galilean ministry. And they listened to his words, and they watched Jesus welcome outsiders and break through that hatred and the biases and the boundaries of the time. They watched Jesus welcome women. They watched Jesus sit with tax collectors and sinners and share a meal. They saw the gospel in real time. They also saw how vulnerable it can be to hatred and bias and bigotry and narrow-minded conceptions about God. They watched the body of Jesus being taken from the cross and placed into a tomb. They ran out of time. It was getting too late for them to properly prepare his body. So now they had the spices 
And after their day of Sabbath rest, they went to do the ghastly task of saying goodbye to one who loved and whose only crime was the grace of God. When Luke tells the story of the resurrection, he does so in a, in a really interesting way. In fact, each of the gospel writers, Matthew, Mark, and John, also tell the Easter story with their own special twist. And as you listen to Luke, as these women went, all too aware of their vulnerable nature, all too aware of just how hatred can be a part of this world, when they go to the tomb, the tomb is open. And there are two men standing there. And we wonder, who are these guys? Where did they come from? Earlier in the gospel, Luke talks about angels. He mentions Gabriel announcing the birth to Mary and to Zechariah. But these aren't angels. They're men in dazzling clothes. And we wonder, I wonder, is this like the two in dazzling clothes that stood with Jesus on the Mount of Transfiguration. Moses and Elijah bearing witness that what Jesus' words, what his message was about, was not something brand new, but it had gone way back in the history of the people, way back to the days of the prophets, way back to Moses himself. When God imagined that the people would be a light to the nations, that they would care for those who were poor in their midst, that they would see that justice was there for the widow and the orphan, that Jesus' message was not new, but it was the same old steadfast love of God again and again and again. Do these two in dazzling clothes bear witness to that story, a love story of God and people? Perhaps these are the two witnesses in Jewish thought. If you had two male witnesses, you could believe it. Testimony could be given. And here they witness to the tomb being empty and to God raising Jesus Christ. Maybe these two are simply members of the community. The community of the baptized that has been telling this story of Jesus' life, death, and resurrection since the beginning of time, telling that story again and again. And when the women hear the story, they remember Jesus' words, they remember His life, they remember what He did. And in that moment, resurrection happens. They are charged up and they go sharing the joy without ever having seen the body of Jesus himself. That's a key detail because we today, we have this story of Easter. This story has been passed to us and it's our time to listen, to remember it, and then to respond. Harry Richard is 66 years old. He lives in Louisiana. His church was one of the ones that was burned to the ground. And he remembers as a young boy, his granddaddy was the preacher there, helped to found that community. And he remembers going as a family. They lived in the woods and they, they would go and the whole community would come together and they would sing and praise God. And in that moment, share 
and the joy of Christian community. Today, Harry is the pastor of that church. And when he was interviewed by the news reporter, he simply said, we've been through the fire. And he talked of his struggle, the community's struggle, the trauma that the fire wrought in it. But then he said, we are, we are heading to a resurrection. There's the hope of Easter that shines through in the darkness places. We are heading to a resurrection because the God who loves its church, the God who is present to us on Easter, is the same God who was there on Good Friday, right in the midst of the struggle and the flames and the destruction, right in the midst of the hatred, right in the midst of all the vulnerable parts of our human life. That God shines in the midst a light of hope. We have a beautiful window here in this sanctuary. And this morning when I came in and everything was dark and the light shined through. May God's light of Easter shine to your hearts today. In all the dark places, may you find hope the love of God. But as an Easter church, we are heading to a resurrection. So let just not let the light shine into the building, but let each of us shine the light of Jesus, that love, that life that he shared. Let each of us shine that light out the windows into the community into all the places that we're going to travel this week. May Easter be a way of life for us. May we share in that grace and love of God. And may we be heading to a resurrection of life itself. Amen.